Welcome to This Fat Girl Life, a podcast about self-worth, loving yourself, and body image. My name is Kimberly. I am the host of This Fat Girl Life. And real quick, I just want to take a moment and thank all of the people that support me in this podcast and my other podcasts. So if you are continuing to support me and you want to keep me caffeinated for more, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash this fat girl life. Let me bring this up so that we can see all the beautiful people. Today I am joined by the beautiful Michelle Hallam. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, I've lost you. Are you here? I am still here. (laughs) You're back. I lost you for a minute there. Technology. (laughs) So, Michelle, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Um, Yeah, so thank you for having me on. I'm I'm really happy to be here and be able to speak to all your listeners out there about who I am and what I do. So I'm a coach for mums. I help um, mums in transitional periods. So after having kids, I think a lot of us can get lost in motherhood and it's just try, you know, try to come out the other side of that. And when you do come out the other side of that, you're kind of like, you've already gone through this transformation of having kids and it's like another transformation to become who that woman is after that, not the mum, because you kind of, you know, that happens kind of on its own to a certain extent. But like I said, that the kind of woman gets lost in all of that sometimes. So it's that coming coming out again as a woman. Uh, sometimes that can be tricky. Sometimes you need a bit of help with that of like knowing who you are and, and what you want to do. I think you def. I agree. I think you definitely do tend to lose your identity because you've gone from a woman to being a wife or a significant other to being a mom mm-hmm. and you have all these roles that you play, mm-hmm. but where is that original woman? Yeah. So I, I definitely, I've been there. I've got a grown a daughter who is now grown and has her own child. Oh, and wow. I, I see that with her as well. You know, I think, honestly, I think every woman has dealt with that. You know, when they've had children or a partner, it's not even motherhood. It's just in general, we lose ourselves. Yeah. So kind of explain why it is so important to keep that connection to that inner woman. Well, I think, you know, um, burnout is this thing that, you know, we tend to associate. Well, it can be associated with all sorts of things, but I think, I don't know if we ever connect it really to being a mum and and like you say you're having so many different roles that I think there are a lot of burnt out women out there and you know a lot of the problems we see with low self-esteem with you know what you're you're connected with as well with like body image and all of these kinds of things we're so hard on ourselves we 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 expect we put ourselves on these Mm -hmm. pedestals of of having to be the best at everything the best mum the best wife the best lover the best uh whatever it is that you're you know whatever role you're playing in that moment we've got this kind of pressure that society puts on us and we put on ourselves and other women unfortunately put it on us as well this is something else we need to 
to kind of, you know, be aware of is women working together with women kind of rise women up. Whereas when we're kind of fighting against each other, we're all just bringing all of us down. So, I mean, connecting with that inner woman is I think connecting with that inner woman within all of us and, and remembering we're, we're united, you know, and we have to be united. So first it, be it begins with you, unite with yourself and then, you know, unite with all the other women and, and let's help each other, not kind of tear each other down. And I absolutely love that you brought up two points within that. One, we do all try to become superwoman. We all try to play this superhero role of trying to do it all. And I, mm. even without young kids in my home, I see it within myself of working full time, mm. running a business. Mm -hmm. I've been going to school. I, you know, I'm a wife. I am trying to take care of, you know, things around the house. And you hit that burnout. You yeah. totally hit that burnout. And yeah. then the other point that you brought up that I absolutely love and I resonate so highly with is that, that competing against each other. Yeah. And unfortunately, we see so, so much comparison mm -hmm. because, you know, you see it on social, you know, social media, you see it on television of these women who just seem to be able to do it all mm -hmm. and never have a problem. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's real. No. I think we're competing against an image that is not realistic, not attainable. Mm -hmm. And it destroys our self-image with that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think social media has got a positive role in society and I think it's got a negative role in society. And I think, you know, these themes that we're talking about have maybe always existed, but with the rise of social media, they've just become more mm -hmm. apparent in our lives because we're, we're all so much more interconnected than we used to be. So now you've got this platform where people can actually, you know, their voice can be heard, even if it's only to a few people. But whereas before it was like, if you said something, it was maybe to one other girlfriend or to like, I don't know, some, an, an intimate group of people. Whereas now you've got people kind of giving their opinion on social media and it's getting a wider reach, even if it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be thousands of people because it's, it's like this, this, um, this ripple effect, but it just kind of goes out there. And I think that, you know, one theory that I've heard, I don't know whether how, it's a bit of a conspiracy theory, but, you know, this idea of um, to keep men in the, the more, the stronger position in society, then you need to keep women down. And one way to do that is to sort of like divide and conquer. So as long as the women are fighting amongst themselves, then the men can keep sort of like, you know, rising up, if you like, mm -hmm. and, and kind of having all these powerful positions, because the women are, are, are still down here scrabbling amongst themselves. And there's this idea that kind of like that the men are kind of feeding into that somehow. I'm not quite sure how it all works, but I do feel like the women need to stop fighting amongst themselves and come together as a powerful force for good, not not to kind of bring men down, but to, to restore balance to the world because I feel like yeah. it's very unbalanced at the moment. And I think we see that not only just, you know, against men and women in general, but we're seeing that in so many areas of life right now. I I feel like there's just this constant battle mm. and it is a struggle for, for survival. It does not matter what race you are, what gender you are. It's a constant battle mm. and there's no balance whatsoever. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is just completely off kilter. And I, I'll be honest, I think, you know, definitely everything with this pandemic has definitely contributed to it, mm-hmm. you know, because you have so many people who lost their jobs, who, yeah. you know, had to stay at home to be with the children so the children could go to school online. Everything got thrown off balance. And mm-hmm. I think there is a struggle to try to get that back. Yeah. But what I, I do, I, I think I'm, a, I'm, I know COVID has brought some, you know, it's, it's been a very, very hard time for a lot of people. And there's been a lot of, um, you know, a lot of death and a lot of hurt and upset and heartbreak brought about by it. But I think it has had a positive effect in some ways, too, in this sense that it's made the world slow down. It's made us take a big, big, long, hard look at ourselves and consider what kind of lives we were living. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. even for a preventative sense of, you know, maybe we can't prevent another virus, but but just by understanding where this one's come from and and kind of seeing how we've been encroaching on um, the the environment for so long, it's like, you know, having this crossover between humans just kind of keep reaching out and out into the, the natural world and now we've got things from the natural world coming into our world. And it's like, well, yeah, if, if we're not kind of respecting this balance, if we're not respecting the kind of the ecosystems that we live in and understanding it better, then we're going to have more and more of this. And then I think that kind of can be reflected in the home as well. It's like if you're not respecting the balance in the home, you know, I think a lot of women during the pandemic kind of went, I'm doing my full time job and I'm being a teacher what the hell is going on? Do you know, it was just a real wake up call of, we knew we were doing a lot anyway, but then when we were put in this new position, it was even a starker, you know, contrast between why am I doing so much more than other people? And I know in my household, there was a, that my, you know, and I consider my partner, you know, reasonably progressive, but I still feel that the work, most of the workload's always been mine, especially with the kids. And come the the pandemic time, it was like, well, how, you know, you know, you're off, you're at home working too. So we're going to work out a way to split this like 50, 50, you know, because now you don't have the excuse that you've got to go off to work because you're here with me, because I'd always kind of put my work on the back burner to make sure I was here for the kids after school Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But suddenly there was no school and my partner was here. And this actually gave me the, the, the time that I could actually give to myself as a woman, not as a mum, not as a wife, not as a whatever, but as a woman. And and what's come out of this has been basically Planet Mum coaching and and the thing that I'm doing now. So from my point of view, COVID's kind of brought that around. Yeah. I I love that you had that, that, you know, that's, that's again, that positive that came out of something so negative. And I love that you just spoke on, you know, even with all of it, when you have both parents, that are working from home, you could take that time, even if it's, you know, an hour a week, that is an intentional time to -hmm. discover yourself as a woman. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brings me to the next point of how, how do you discover, rediscover yourself as a woman? Well, I think it's, it's a personal, it's a personal quest for each and every woman. But I think, you know, the first thing is you've got to decide to do it. (laughs) That's kind of key, you know, because if you don't, then you're not going to put any time or any energy into that. So there's, there's plenty of different ways that you can go about 
discovering yourself and I think uh like I said it's a very personal thing some things that some women love to do other women don't you know we're all individual in that sense right but if but if you're never actually just even trying then you're never gonna you're never gonna rediscover anything so I think the first thing is making that conscious decision of I am going to put myself first for like you say an hour a week or however much time you can realistically dedicate to yourself but you know I challenge any woman to say that there is not one single moment a day that they can find to prioritize themselves it might mean that something else gets pushed down the list but that's the point it's like that needs to be the first decision a real conscious decision to put yourself first even if it's for five minutes even if it's for two minutes but it has to be this thing of I am putting myself first in this moment right now and then it has to be a very intentional process yes very very absolutely and I actually saw a thing um on clubhouse yesterday um about solo dating Hmm. taking yourself out for a date Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I thought that was just such a great idea Hmm. because you know I, I go out on dates with my husband we have date night but taking yourself on a date kind of struck a chord yeah. of what an amazing idea and how many women are not doing that. Even if it's a spa day at home, mm-hmm. you, you don't have to go out and spend a whole lot of money to do it, but to take yourself on a date and give yourself that attention mm-hmm. and adoration, I think mm-hmm is just such an amazing thing. Like I was kind of blown away by the concept of it and why in 45 years, I never thought of it is beyond me. (laughs) Well, because, because we don't, we're not encouraged to, I think, you know, that, that comes from part of it. I mean, I've got two daughters. They're, 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 they're very young, you know, they're seven and four. And I think everything that I'm doing, um, even if I'm doing it for myself, there's this kind of element of like, I'm doing it for them too, because I think this is, we we all come from, I think every generation, we kind of like have this mini evolution of sorts. And I think for women, it's like, we're, we're definitely in this time now, we're going, you need to look after yourself. You know, you can be a mum, you can be a partner, you can be a successful businesswoman, you can be a stay at home mum, you can be anything you want to be, but you have to look after yourself. And I think yes. this is something that previous generations, my mom for sure, didn't do it. Like I, she spoke to me the other day and she went, I don't really understand what it is you're doing. And I went, I know you don't, mom. And I was, and I tried to explain to her and I was like, you know, it's about self-care. You've got to look after yourself, this, that, and the other. Cause I think there's a lot of mums out there with burnout, et cetera, et cetera. And she was just like, well, you know, my day, we just got on with it. And I went, I know you did mom, but that doesn't necessarily mean it was the best thing to do. Right. Do you know, it so it's it right. No, but she cannot get her head around it because she feels it's a criticism, I think, of sorts. And I'm like, I'm not judging you. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just saying maybe there's there's a more loving way to be with ourselves. And I think that, you know, we need to be aware of that rather than thinking we have to do everything and we have to struggle while we're doing it, that we can't ever have an off moment, you know, because there's this idea that to be all these, if we're demanding all these things, then we have to, you know, stand up and we have to take it all on the chin and all the rest of it. And it's like, no, 
we should be able to have all the things that we want, but also that should include having time to be kind and gentle and compassionate with ourselves because how on earth can we do that with other people if we're not doing it to ourselves? Well, and I think, I mean, you were talking about, you know, how your mom was talking about, you know, in her day. I think we've seen the progression, you know, even, you know, from the beginning where the role of the woman has slowly evolved. Mm -hmm. Men have always had this role of head of household of, you know, the, the man. Hmm. women have slowly evolved mm -hmm. and we're seeing the importance of that mental self-care, that emotional self-care because women are very, very complex creatures mm -hmm. and there's so many different facets. So if we don't fine tune all of those facets and get that balance within ourselves, there's always going to be that inner turmoil. Hmm. Hmm. And I think women, like you say, you know, we're resilient creatures and we can take so much. And I think in the past, previous generations, it's like, because we can take so much, we've just taken it because we kind of thought that was our role. Whereas now we're kind of, like you say, because we're constantly, I think women are in constant flux, constantly transforming and reinventing mm -hmm. themselves. And I've actually got a theory on this. I think it's to do with the fact that we we have uh, a menstrual cycle and we have children. I mean, we're our bodies are constantly in flux. Every single month we're in flux. You know, men don't necessarily have this adaptation or this flexibility because it's not demanded of them but by their own body. I mean, we couldn't be more in tune with nature in that respect of, you know, something that happens to us out with our control that has real emotional and physical effects on us. Mm -hmm. And I think in the past, women, like I said, they just, they took so much that they just kind of thought, well, this, because we can take so much, then we should take so much. But like, because we've evolved, we keep evolving. And we're like, well, maybe we can take a lot, but that doesn't mean we should have to take a lot. Or maybe we can actually add in some positive stuff to that too, you know? And like you say, it's this constant redefining of what do we want to be? What what do we want to teach our children, our daughters growing up? And even our sons, you know, I think as a mother, you should be teaching your son what a woman is too, you know, and, and how mm -hmm. they need to operate in this world. Because I don't think men are stagnant and I don't think they should remain stagnant. And I think both sexes need to keep evolving. But like I said, I think maybe men haven't felt the urge so much as women because they've been in this kind of higher position of power for so long that that necess necessity hasn't been there. Although, you know, that, yeah, sorry. Maybe it has been. I mean, maybe it has been and we just haven't seen it. Yeah. You know, because again, it comes down to, and I, I think I've seen this throughout my entire life of, you know, men are taught to be the mm. man's man. Mm -hmm. And they internalize, mm -hmm. whereas women have learned to become more outward. Yeah. And women are generally more expressive. Yeah. No, you no, know, it's so true. Maybe that desire for men has always been there. And that's something that maybe we as women mm -hmm. need to try to coax that out a mm -hmm, little bit. Mm -hmm. And maybe that could help restore some of that gender balance yeah, absolutely no i think you're absolutely right and something that springs to mind is um i'm, I'm here in barcelona 
and the the schools are fairly progressive here i mean in terms of gender socialization and some a big push these last few years has been about de-genderizing is that the term um toys so in the the nurseries the kind of public nurseries they have they, they deliberately try to give uh, boys kind of traditional girls toys and vice versa, you know, or they just have, I mean, like, it, it's not like right here, have a doll, but they're, they're just put like dolls out. And that's like, you know, everyone's there to play with the dolls because what psychologists have been saying is because boys don't get that or they haven't up until now been given that outward opportunity to play with dolls because it's been kind of um, been a stigmatism, like this negative uh, association with it mm -hmm. then they've not been able to learn or work on empathy or compassion or you know caring for others so like you say they've actually been stunted psychologically with their growth because they've been pushed to be something else so I think women are maybe a lot louder in that respect of like no we, we are expressing oh, yes. we want this and we want that and maybe men, like you say, have had that internalization of this. And and to bring the balance, you're quite right. I think, you know, both sexes need to be open to that. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Look at us coming up with theories. <laughs> I know. You know, anyone would think we're sort of like, you know, the, the next uh, top psychologist of the world. But why right? not? <laughs> you know, why not? So... What are two tips that you can give any woman out there to really work on finding her inner self? Okay, so like I said, I don't know if it's so much as a, of a tip, but first, I think self-awareness, recognizing that you want to do it. This, this needs to be kind of step one. And then after that, it's like getting to know yourself. So I love this idea of like you said, of going on a date. But I think even before that, it's kind of reconnecting with what do I actually like? What do I like to do? So this is my, my first tip is um, depending on on your kind of uh, your preferred, what's the word I'm looking for? Your preferred style of learning. So you've got kind of visual, auditory, kinesthetic. And uh, is there another one? No, I think that's it. The three, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> to try and be creative with this so for example I'm quite a visual person so I like to brainstorm so getting a piece of paper you can you know depending on again your resources that you've got um I've got two young kids so we've got like a crafts room we've got loads of magazines and stuff like that and just I I sat and I looked through uh one of the magazines and just anything that caught my eye anything that attracted me I was like cutting out and, and just sticking and making a kind of collage and just by doing this act in itself is something creative, which is very positive for you and your mind. Um, but it also kind of just made, for one, it made me remember that I really like cutting things out and sticking them on paper. You know, that kind of act of doing that was like, oh, wow, that was loads of fun. And you start, or I started getting very creative with the colors and, you know, things like that. Um, but also then you, you kind of see what kind of things are coming out of that. So I... I reconnected with music because I, I kind of forgot that I liked music. I used to love listening to music. And, and now I've got this kind of whole gap of maybe 10 years or so where I haven't really focused too much on music because I've been focused on my relationship, then getting pregnant, then having a baby. So, you know, through doing this kind of activity, 
it awoken these kinds of things in me of remembering what I like to do. So it's almost just, you know, it wasn't, it isn't necessarily that you're you'll pick out pictures and stuff of things you'd like but it's like opening a door to your creative side remembering mm-hmm. what it is that that gives you that sensation you know that that makes you feel like like you're playing basically so that's a kind of visual way to do it um auditory is is you could just sort of like you know listen to lots of different podcasts or like yours for example or you mm-hmm. could um listening to different radio stations stuff like that you know just seeing what different ideas are out there, seeing what things are out there, paying attention to what makes you go, oh, that sounds quite interesting. It's kind of opening yourself up again to the the rest of the world because we tend to shut down and we're very much in our place, mm-hmm. our world with our family, and, and but not internally about what we like connected to the rest of the world. So that would be my first tip of sort of become more aware of what it is that you like and, and uh what what gives you that sense of playfulness and fun and then secondly my so my second tip to that would be you know act on that to actually start looking for things that you could do connected to that and again they don't have to be like big things like going and joining a tap dancing class or I don't know um joining a rock band or, or whatever it is but if you remember you like reading for example then you could start having a little look at what books you might like to read, you know, um, and writing a list of sort of like the top three. So go on on the internet and find things that you might be interested in. Music, then you could be like, okay, what kind of music do I like? Because obviously music's evolved quite a lot. And I found when I kind of went back to music, um, then there was all this kind of newish music out there that that I liked, but I'd never really, you know, it wasn't from 10 years ago, it's from now. Right. So it's, it's about rediscovering what's out there and by doing this you're kind of you're you're redefining who you are so you've kind of got this old version of who you were and then it kind of gets lost and forgotten about then you kind of start to remember okay yeah I used to like all these things and then reconnecting that with the the kind of modern world that you're living in here and now so you're not kind of just being the person you were before but you're you're remembering the things you were and then letting them kind of blossom again, but in this new here and now moment. So they're, they're my that. kind of two top tips for kind of, it's an evolution, it's a process. It's it's not kind of a quick fix, unfortunately. It doesn't happen overnight. We didn't lose ourselves overnight. We're not going to find ourselves overnight. Exactly. And, you know, unfortunately we do live in a microwave society where, you know, so often we want things instantly because we can attain them instantly. And mm-hmm. it doesn't happen like that. I mean, you really, I feel like you really have to commit. Yeah. You know, you have to make a commitment. You have to be intentional. This has to be a priority for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's why, you know, so taking for from tip one and tip two, if you like this kind of beginning part of the process, I mean, I think one of your end goals could be this idea of going on a date with yourself, but you know, what would that date involve? Well, you have to go through that process of discovering what it is that you like again mm-hmm. to do that. Or even, you know, with like some first dates of maybe you go somewhere and you don't know what to expect. I mean, there's also that element of you could surprise yourself. You could do something that you never normally do. Um, I'm not a big one for art galleries and things like that, to be honest. But I actually think I would prefer to do that on my own than with somebody else. I think I would appreciate it more if it was just me in the art 
because I think sometimes if I'm with somebody else, I don't know if I feel that there's kind of expectations or there's some kind of conversation that has to be had or, you know, just you have to share that. And sometimes you don't want to share things. Sometimes you want to do things on your own. And so you might discover that about yourself, that actually, you know, I don't like going to art galleries with other people, but on my own, actually, I really quite enjoy it. So, right. you know, you, you could do these kind of surprise things. You could do a combination of things that you know you like, going to the park and taking a book because uh, you've rediscovered that you love reading and getting yourself a coffee and having that date or maybe taking yourself off to the cinema on your own just to see how that feels, you know, and just treat yourself nice. I love that. I love that. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show and having this discussion. I think it was a very important discussion that people needed to hear. I do have one final question for you. I mm -hmm. ask this of every guest. Um, so if you've watched any of the previous episodes, you know the question. But if you have not, then I get to surprise you. Okay. You're going to surprise me. <laughs> what is one thing that you absolutely love about yourself? Um, this is something that I've rediscovered about myself very recently. And the thing I absolutely love about myself is my intuition. That something that I used to, that maybe a lot of people made me think wasn't real, because I think intuition is something that you can't, you can't measure, you can't see. So people are very quick to kind of dismiss it. Um, and just recently, I've, I've kind of rediscovered and, and reconnected with that, that, you know, I do have intuition, and it is very good. And I'm learning to trust it again. So definitely that very nice very nice well again thank you so much for being here as a thank reminder you. tonight guys we are going to have a special second episode today with bob the drag queen this is one of my dream people to get to interview and it is happening tonight seven pacific eight mountain time so i will see you back here tonight Michelle, thank you so much for being here. I have thank loved you. having you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Of course. Make sure to subscribe, guys.